Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful The decision is yours, book 1, part 8 By Tawfiq Ar-Rifai Page 196 Charles Abu Hamid, don't try to convince us of something that is well established in your case. It is the case of taking away the girl's freedom of choice and freedom of expression. It is oppressing her and giving males precedence over her from the cradle to the grave. Is it possible when the time for marriage comes for you to give her the right to choose her husband? Yes, perhaps we have gone too far in our societies when it comes to freedom, but you are at the opposite extreme. You are not in the middle. You should, you should realize that this is not just my own opinion. This is the opinion of everyone in our society with regard to your society and religion. It may be that following the middle way of letting both parties see one another is a way that is specific to your small family, because you are well educated, but as for what really happened, uh, but as for what really happened in your Muslim societies, or what is prescribed by your religion, no, a thousand times no. This is what I have heard before about your religion. Hence, I hope that you will not be shocked to find that this idea about your religion and how it treats women is what is widespread in our Western society. It is a given in our society that women are denied their rights among Muslims. When she is small, her older brother is given a precedence over her. When she is a wife, her husband takes rights away from her. When she is a mother, the father is given precedence over her. She does not have any rights at all. Abu Hamid I can decisively tell you that these guidelines are clearly stated in our religion and these principles are applied in most Muslim societies even today. Although some families go against, uh, uh, they go against uh, the teachings of our religion and deal in a very narrow-minded way with the one who wants to marry their daughter to the point that they do not allow him to see her until after the marriage contract is done, and in some cases, the girl is not even consulted and so on. But this usually happens in regions where there is a great deal of ignorance about religion. All of that was forbidden by the Prophet Muhammad, peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him. And I will tell you some proven hadiths concerning that, not for the sake of religious argument on this topic, but in order to prove that this view, which is the ruling of reason and the middle way, is what Islam brought and that the practices of some Muslims that go against that have nothing to do with Islam. On the other hand, these people are to be blamed uh, for them. You may think that now I'm going beyond uh, our agreement to refer to reason when I quoted some hadiths and stories that are proven to have happened, but I am prepared to explain how everything that I say in accordance with reason so that you will have a correct and sound idea about our religion. Moreover, what do you have to lose if you come to know something new from one of its sources? 
Can you imagine that the Prophet Muhammad himself went to intercede with a man who loved a woman so that she would stay married to him knowing that this man was a slave and that the woman had herself decided to leave him? So this man began walking the streets following his beloved in front of the people hoping they would make his wife go back to him until he finally went to Muhammad peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him. Listen to the story as it was narrated from the sources without adding or taking away anything. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, that the Mughith uh, was a slave. He said, O Messenger of Allah, intercede for me with her. The Messenger of Allah, peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him, said, O Barira, O Barira, fear Allah, for he is your husband and the father of your child. She said, O Messenger of Allah, are you commanding me to stay married to him? He said, No, rather I am interceding. She said, I have no need of him. His tears were flowing down his cheeks, and the Messenger of Allah, peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, said to Al Abbas, Aren't you amazed by the love of Mughith for Barira and her hatred for him? Do you think that? If he had not understood the feelings of this man, he would have gone and interceded for him when he was a prophet. Moreover, this woman rejected the intercession of Muhammad, peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, when he was the ruler and he was a prophet at the same time. More importantly, he advised her, but he did not oblige her. Before the coming of Muhammad, peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, some of the Arabs would kill little girls for fear of poverty and shame. The image of a father taking his daughter far away from the home, away from her mother, then digging a hole and throwing her in alive, then burying her with rocks and, and earth and returning. You can confirm what I have said by referring to the Quran, uh, to the surah called uh, At-Takwir, in which there is a frightening warning to the one who buries girls alive who buries girls alive Allah says in the Quran the meaning of which and when the female infant buried alive as the pagan Arabs used to do is questioned and when the female infant buried alive is questioned for what sin was she killed at Taqweer chapter 81 verses 8 and 9 what this means is that Allah will bring this girl who buried alive back to life and ask her what sin she committed that she deserved to die, although she committed no sin at all. That will happen on the day of resurrection when Allah will resurrect all people. Do you know what the value of a woman was in those years? Go back to 600 years after Christ, as you call it, and you will see that she had no value when she was small, no opinion when she was a young woman, no right to make any decisions about her marriage or her affairs in general. If her husband died, she was like chattel to be inherited. There were no leaders among Arab women, no teachers, no learners. When Islam came, it raised women's status so that they became equal to men in some respects and even superior to men in others. And in some aspects, men were made superior to them. The basis for that is the inherent, inher the basis for that is the inherent and physical characteristics of each sex. Allah says, and they, women, have rights over their husbands as regards living expenses similar to those of their 
husbands over them as regards obedience and respect to what is reasonable. Chapter Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 228. There is a share for men and a share for women from what is left by parents and those nearest related, whether the property be small or large, a legal share. Chapter An-Nisa, women, chapter 4, verse 7. If you opened a small hole in the black mask of arrogance, which bases its pride on this civilization, you would discover the alarming truth. If you opened a small hole in the black mask of arrogance, which bases, uh, bases its pride on this civilization, you would discover the alarming truth. Today, women are dressed in the most attractive manner, but they have been brought out of the authority of the home into the anarchy of the street. Women are no longer buried alive in the ground, but people are still killing girls either by means of abortion or by infanticide, infanticide at birth. Can you imagine the numbers of girls who were killed every day in our own time? According to the New England Journal of Medicine, the number of females killed annually worldwide is approximately 100 million. An estimated, an estimated 50 million girls are killed in China alone. The magazine questioned the consequences of such a policy in the coming decades and said that it would exacerbate the problem of trafficking in women which will harm developing societies more than others. It also indicated that a surplus of males may result in regional turmoil which may spread to the point of forming an international security problem. In this context, it quoted the writers Valerie Hudson and Andrea Den Boyer as saying in their book, Bare Branches, the security implications of Asia's sur uh, surplus male population, that a surplus of males in any region often lead to the spirit of violence, whether in the form of assaults, demonstrations, or joining the military or armed groups. Charles. In fact, I never imagined that Islam could be so fair towards women. All that we imagine about Muslim women is blackness, both outward and inward. I'm not trying to shed doubts on Abu Hamid, but for every claim he makes, he should provide evidence. How do we know that Abu Hamid isn't just defending his religion and his beliefs because he thinks that he was doing a favor for us and to his religion when he said what he said? In a brief, there must be proof. Abu Hamid, you may listen to these hadiths which speak of a woman as a child, a wife, and an old woman, all of which are proven from Prophet Muhammad, uh, peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him. The most famous and most uh, comprehensive sermon of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing for Allah be upon him, was the farewell sermon. Among the greatest advice in the sermon was advice concerning a woman. He said, Treat women well, for they are prisoners with you, and you have no other rights over them except that unless they commit blatant indecency. If they do that, then forsake them in their beds and hit them in a way that does not cause pain. If they obey you, then do not seek a means of annoyance against them. You have rights over your women, and your women have rights over you. Your rights over your women are that they should not let anyone sit on your furniture whom you dislike or allow anyone into your houses whom you dislike the rights over you are that you should treat them kindly in clothing and feeding them 
In fact, Islam gives a special attention to the female and connects that to increased reward, reward because Allah knows that she needs that and how serious it will be if she does not get it. In the hadith, the Prophet, uh, peace and the blessing of Allah be, uh, be upon him, said, whoever has a daughter and he does not upset her or humiliate her or prefer his son or to on over her, Allah will admit him to paradise. It was narrated by Abu Sa'id, may Allah be pleased with him, that the Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, said, whoever has three daughters or three sisters or two daughters or two sisters and it treats them kindly and fears Allah with regard to them, paradise will be his. It was narrated that Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, said, the messenger of Allah, peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, said, a sign of a woman's being blessed is that her proposal is uh, easily accepted and her dowry is affordable and she bears children easily. It was narrated that Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, the messenger of Allah, peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, entered upon me and there were two girls singing the song of Bu'ath. He lay down on the mattress and turned his face away. Abu Bakr entered and rebuked me. He said, musical instruments of Satan in the house of the Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him. The Prophet, peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, uh, turned, uh, turned to him and said, let them be. When he was not looking, I gestured to them and they left. On the day of Eid, the Ethiopians were playing with, with shields and spears. Either I asked him or he said, do you want to watch? And I said, yes. He made me stand behind him behind him with my cheek against his. And he said, carry on, O Banu uh, Arfida. When I got bored, he said, have you had enough? I said, yes. He said, then go. Uh, bin Abi Juhayfa narrated that this that his father said the Prophet peace and blessing of Allah be upon him established a religious bond of brotherhood between Salman and Abu Darda. Salman visited Abu Darda and noticed that Umar Darda appeared scruffy and unkempt. This was before the verses about veiling were revealed. He said to her, What is the matter with you? She said, Your brother Abu Darda has no need of this world. Then Abu Darda came to visit him. He made some food for him and said, Eat. Uh, Abu Darda said, I'm fasting. Salman said, I will not eat until you eat. So he ate. When, uh, when night came, Abu Darda went to pray a voluntary night prayer. But Salman said to him, sleep. So he slept. Then he wanted to get up for voluntary prayer. But Salman said, sleep. When the last part of the night came, Salman said, now get up. So they prayed. Then Salman said to him, your Lord has a right over you. Your soul has a right over you. And your wife has a right over you. So give each one, so give each one his due. He, Abu Darda, went to the Prophet, peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, and told him about that. The Prophet, peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, said, Salman is right. Charles, but uh, what I said to you before, you did not answer. I said that when the family forces the daughter to marry, it is based on compulsion. What do you expect of a family that is initially based on the parents forcing the daughter to marry this young man or that, or forcing the young man to marry this girl or that? I think that uh, restoring, I think 
that restoring authority to the parents will result in a conflict between the young and their parents. What father will agree to a girl who you got to know in the street or in a cafe or on the internet or in school when you were young? Who will guarantee that my attitude will be the same as my father's? Abu Hamid, as for your saying that the family that is based on love is uh, better than one based on a compulsion, what compulsion in your society are you talking about? What love for that matter? What do you expect in the life of two people who spent all they uh, all they uh, who spent all uh, they stored of love before marriage, including intimacy? What do you expect of someone who got married before marriage? Moreover, what value do the people have left for marriage if they did everything that married people do during their engagement, including intimacy? In some cases, they even have children during the engagement period. What does the marriage certificate add to a marriage that is already complete in all aspects apart from this piece of paper? What the marriage contract adds is the rush to divorce. Statistics bear witness to this. So it is funny yet sad to find engagements that last for two years or more, but two months after the marriage is announced, disaster strikes and divorce takes place. The man ends up bearing the burden of all expenses and the woman ends up despairing of ever getting married again. And in, the, in this page, you can see all the statistics for the word divorce, statistic percentage of new marriages which end in divorce in selected countries 2002. Uh, so you have the Australia, for example, divorce as percentage of marriages. Australia, 46. United States, 45.8. United Kingdom, 42.6. Germany, 39.4. Russia, uh, 43.3 France 38.3 source Americans for divorce reform Div so divorce rate of selected uh, divorce rate of selected countries the countries for example uh, divorce rate uh, per 1000 population per year here United States 4.1 United Kingdom 2.6 Australia uh, 2.6 Germany 3.2, France 2, Russia 4.3. So how can the husband trust a wife who betrayed her family with regard to the most private of her affairs? How can uh, he trust her if she is alone with one of his friends after marriage or if he is away from her or she is away from him? How can he trust her? How can he be sure that uh, these children are his and that he is not raising some someone else's child without realizing? You are talking about love in an atmosphere where trust is weak and may even be non-existent. non-existent. As for what you say about the family uh, possibly refusing and thus denying the lover's wish in this life, I admit that it is possible that the family may refuse. Otherwise, what is the, the value of the family if the role is merely routine? Is a family an office that is expected to rubber stamp paperwork and has already been checked by the chief executive or what? 
But the family's refuse, refusal must be given via the girl's guardian, and it is not the right of any member of the family, of her family, to block a project like this. Like this, if the suitor is a righteous man and the guardian refuses him with no acceptable justification, or the father is not of sound character and the girl wants to marry him, then the girl may refer the matter to the judge. If the judge thinks that the father is wrong, he may give the girl in marriage without the father's consent. This offers protection against some father's abuse of their personal power. So why do you assume that they are going to refuse in the first place? They are, no, they are not choosing for themselves, rather they are choosing for you. As that is the case, what matters is to them is what makes you happy and what you want, not what you dislike. Or, or do you believe that if someone shows respect to another and consults him, the aim of the one who is consulted is only to reject him or will he appreciate this approach and give sincere advice with sincere love, especially when they are the dearest of people, his father and mother. Moreover, this is what is applied among us and it did not cause any conflict. Everything is for the purpose of protecting the couple and their happiness and ensuring the survival of their marriage, but there is an exception to every rule. Statistics show that the negligent attitude towards marriage is that of the children, not of the parents. The wrong choice is always preferred to the right one. Therefore, authority should be restored to where it belongs, to the head of the family, to the father, and anything else should be regarded as, dis, uh, as, as dissent towards the family system and the public system. For this reason, I shall mention to you this study so that you may see where the problems resulting from the recklessness are concentrated. Total arrest by age 2006. Total, all ages, number of arrests 10,472,432. Person distribution 100%. Total under 18, 1,626,523. Person distribution 15.5. Total under 15, 474,555. The percentage uh, or percent distribution 4.5. This is total arrest by age. And 18, uh, the 18, 488,119. Uh, percent uh, percent distribution 4.7 17,431,000 15 324,351 person 3.1 13 to 14 the arrest number the uh, what do you call it the uh, the total arrest by age from 13 to 14 got uh, 362,968,968 uh, uh, person 3.5 the ages from 10 to 12, 98,167, 0.9, the percent. Under 10, 13,420, 
the percentage 0.1. Note, because of rounding, the percentages may not add up to total. Source crime in the United States, 2006, FBI, Uniform Crime Reports. How often disputes come one after another and escalate in these families and they find no one to stand by them among their relatives. Divorce occurs after one or two children have been born and often there is no official marriage contract, i.e. common law, and they produce children, then divorce takes place. Precise study has shown that this type of household, which is called a fatherless household, has many problems. It showed that 63% of youth suicides occur in such families. 90% of runaways who end up on the uh, streets come from such families. 85% of cases of bad behavior come from such families. 71% of those who do not complete their studies dropouts come from such family uh, families. 85% of, the, of those who end up in jail come from such families. However, you should realize that the methodology applied in this system prevents disputes from arising. If a dispute should occur, it is essential to resolve it by mutual agreement. If that is not possible, then the matter should be referred to the ruler or his uh, deputy, namely the judge, as I mentioned to you. No doubt the judge's ruling is based in principle on justice and fairness, whereas the father's ruling is based on justice and love. There is a big difference between the two. Just as the judge, a judge may make mistakes, the father may also make mistakes, but what comparison can there be between the mistake of an employee and the mistake of one who loves another? Just as there may be the, the odd judge who does wrong, there may be also, there also may, there also be there may also be the the odd father who does wrong but should we shut down the courts and abolish the entire judicial system because of the odd behavior of a few unjust judges should we abolish the rights of all fathers over their children because of the odd behavior of a few oppressive fathers but what uh, uh, loss can be greater than the loss of social power that could have been at your disposal in your coming social life what loss can be greater than a farmer's loss of the fences around his farm in a dangerous area? What loss can be greater than the loss of a stronghold where you were able to seek refuge uh, if you were faced with danger or urgent need? What loss can be greater than the loss of the mature reason of those who love you and let you benefit from their experience for nothing in return? What loss can be greater than the loss of two hearts that loved you when you were small and this love continued to grow as uh, you grow. Alhamdulillah.